0: The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11.
1: Now, uh, we'll go straight over to Bev Macarthur, who is on the line because she's got an appointment in Ballarat that I have to let her go for at about quarter past nine. So, Bev, good morning. Thanks for being on the program. Oh, good morning, Mitch. Well, first of all, I believe you're in Ballarat to look at the railway gates up there. When I was last in Ballarat, that was in May this year. It seems a very long time ago now. Um, But there they had the railway gates, the historic railway gates. But I think they were closed off and barricaded and cars couldn't actually drive through. Is that still the case? Yes,
0: absolutely. Yes. Um, Yes. So what's Uh, the hope for that? uh,
1: What's the hope? Yeah. Oh,
0: well... Who would know? 500 days later, and we've still got this main street in Ballarat closed off. Um, It is unbelievable. Uh, You know, we can remove level crossings in Melbourne, but outside the tram tracks, we can't even get some railway gates fixed so that the train can travel through and that the main street can be opened. You know, I, I said yesterday that you know if you're in Collins Street, just imagine this happening. But of course, outside uh, the tram tracks of Melbourne, this government doesn't care. And the Labor member's office is just up the road, Juliana Addison. I mean, how, they, they would be able to almost look down on the bollards that close off the off the gates.
1: Is the situation that Labor wants to install more modern boom gates and your and the opposition and some people in Ballarat are calling for the retention of those historic-style gates?
0: Well, they've said there was going to be a temporary solution. Well, we can't even produce a temporary solution in 500 days, uh, let alone the proper solution, which, of course, the heritage gates should go back. And in this day and age when you can have a Take a trip to the to Mars or somewhere. Uh, We can't work out how we can actually work heritage gates to be properly operating. So I'm up here in Ballarat today with the shadow minister for heritage, Ryan Smith, and and we're going to talk to the local people who are very concerned about this, and you know, calling on the government to immediately fix the gates can't be that hard. It's not rocket
1: science. Funny you mention Ryan Smith because it came up on my uh, social media that on this day about seven years ago, it was a few days before actually, Ryan Smith was here in the studio for the 2014 campaign. So there you go. It's amazing how things move on. Now, the COVID situation here in Victoria, it would seem in uh, regional Victoria, we're going to a more nuanced approach now where they are locking down areas on the basis of LGA's, whereas in the past it was just statewide lockdowns. Is that an approach that you welcome and think is quite a big improvement on where things have been previously?
0: Well, from day one, I've been calling for targeted lockdowns if you have to have lockdowns at all, because most of the 24 municipalities across my electorate have barely had a case. Some have had zero cases, and they've been subject to the same draconian regulations that everybody else has. Uh, But Absolutely, it should be nuanced. But if we're 18 months later, it's a bit like 500 days for Gates. We've come to a situation where we're going to nuance something. Well, quite frankly, the whole show should be opened up. Uh, we're you know, heavily vaccinated now as, as a state, and we should just let do what New South Wales is doing and actually ensure that the economy can get up and running again. The cost of locking people down, curfews in Melbourne, one would have thought we're at war. Um, are extraordinary. And, uh, you know, I, I reported yesterday at, at a PAIC inquiry about the costs of domestic violence during this lockdown. They're extraordinary too. So we need to open up the economy and, yes, we need to make sure that only very targeted, a very targeted approach is taken uh, to trying to, you know, sort of control the virus as best you can uh, and get on with life.
1: Now, in terms of the modelling for metro and regional, you've pointed out that, in your view, the regional roadmap, and uh, this has been set by the state government, the regional roadmap out is based on metropolitan modelling. I'm just wondering, how do you think it would be different if we ran regional modelling as opposed to metropolitan Melbourne modelling?
0: Well, see, initially, uh, the government said uh, there was uh, modelling for regional Victoria. Of course, the Burnett Institute... uh, denied that. Uh, so I don't know whether the, the government are uh, um, misinterpreting what the Burnet Institute have said or they're accusing them of lying. Uh, but of course the rural and regional Victoria is entirely different to the inner urban Melbourne areas where the virus, by and large for the most part, has been virulent. And of course you should have done modelling that reflected uh, different aspects of geography, population, socioeconomic Aspects. Um, if, you, if you're going to do modelling at all. Anyway, I'm very sceptical of modelling in the first place. But, you know, it clearly regional and rural Victoria have been lumped in uh, with urban modelling, it seems.
1: Now, Melbourne Cup, they're going to be able to have 10,000 spectators and it does seem like a coincidence that each year the racing carnival seems to fall around the time when we're coming out of a big lockdown. Um, Do you think that's a good idea to have 10,000 spectators at the Melbourne Cup or would you like to see that expanded more broadly across a number of different events at the same time?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm all for opening up everything and including racing carnivals. But yes, they should be opened up In other parts. But the first uh, thing that should be opened up is schools. We should have children back at schools. That's what should be happening. How come we can have 10,000 spectators at the Melbourne Cup, uh, but not necessarily all children back at school right now? Um, That seems extraordinary. So, yes, I'm very supportive of events getting up and running. I was on an inquiry into the effects of COVID regulations on the events sector, it has been devastated since march 2020 they've barely had an event i know in my electorate nearly every local show has had to be cancelled for the second time uh big events that take place like port ferry folk festival robert burns festival and cabinet all had to be cancelled uh so yes we should get events up and running. Uh, but actually, let's get children back to school first.
1: What about the Service Victoria app updates? Do you like that approach the government's got, where when you check into a location, it comes up uh, saying that you're vaccinated, so they can actually run these trials of running events just for people who have been doubly vaccinated? Uh,
0: well, well, let's see if they work. Uh, obviously, they're trials, um, so we'll have to be very confident that they've got the right data that's going to pop up. I would hope... Uh, that you know somebody maybe of the same name doesn't uh, pop up on the uh, in the data. I mean, sometimes I've heard of stories where you know the results from COVID testing haven't been accurate for the right person either. So you know these trials hopefully will tell us whether whether they're actually uh, any good at uh, producing apps and then sourcing data.
1: Now, Luke Dinellon yesterday stood down and there's potentially more information coming in the hearings that IBAC is currently running at this time. I'm just wondering, should the average voter out there be concerned about allegations of branch stacking when it only affects the candidates that a party puts up? Isn't it more of an internal political party's issue? Well, it is an internal uh,
0: party issue, but, you know, the the Labor Party as we've seen demonstrated in New South Wales, seem to be very good at this. What they're not good at is running a state, and that's what I'm concerned about. Exactly. Uh, we, we, we can't, uh, you know, we're so bar, far behind the eight ball in Victoria. We've got projects completely overblown, over budget, off time. Uh, we've got extraordinary situations where they were proposing to dump toxic waste in Bagsmarsh. They can't run the country, uh, obviously, and they can't run their own party. So I'd rather they concentrated on Victorians and not themselves and got on with the job of making sure uh, this state uh, becomes the jewel and the crown of Australia.
1: And just quickly, last of all, before I let you go, the Lavers Hill to Cobden Road, I saw an incredible photo. It doesn't look too well there. There's some landscaping (laughs) issues from the looks of it, but I'm assuming it's still safe. Otherwise, they would have closed it, Right.
0: Well, it, it doesn't look safe to me, uh, Mitch. Uh, it, it's certainly unhealthy that road, uh, and those photos demonstrate just how bad it is. But I've got roads across Western Victoria uh, that are so bad uh, that you shouldn't you shouldn't even ride your bike on them. Uh, and what do we do? We spend billions of dollars on wire rope barriers and uh, reduce speed signs. So. Many roads, instead of fixing them, they just put a slow down sign. And this might be okay for people in the city of Yarra who recommend that uh, you know we ought to ought to have reduced speed limits in in country roads. Uh, who have no idea about how the distances we all have to travel. This government, especially across Western Victoria, are totally incapable of building a new road, let alone fixing a decrepit one. Uh, you know they. Uh, it, it, it just beggars belief that a road like that is not closed off uh, and that people are still driving over it. And many of these roads in the old ways where you've got school buses, tractors, transport vehicles, uh, and motorists, well, there aren't any tourists at the moment, but usually there are, and they they don't understand about going round a corner, you might run into a tractor or a cows crossing the road or something. Um, it is hopeless and and this is just basic stuff that governments should be get right. It's just their day job that we all have decent roads to travel on. And we are severely disadvantaged outside the tram tracks.
1: Well, thanks for being on the program. Enjoy your day in Ballarat. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Mitch. Bye. Thank you. Bev Macarthur, there, MP for Western Victoria.
0: The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank.